0: How many times have you been told that anger is bad? How many times have you been told to avoid it or told about all the dangers it has? Well, to be fair, anger can be a very dangerous and damaging thing. But every person in the world gets anger. It's part of our minds. It's part of our bodies. Why? This is Talk Anything, and let's talk about the healthy side of anger. People tend to describe anger as the aggression emotion, the attacking emotion. I'm going to argue that's not true. That's not what anger is. Anger is actually the defense emotion, the protection emotion. So why would I say something like that? Because clearly people will attack when they're angry, right? Well, here's the situation with anger. Anger turns on you experience anger when there is a threat. Now, that could be either you are physically threatened. Um, that could be something that you care about is threatened or someone you care about is threatened. Or, and this is where I think people lose perspective of this attack versus defense. It can be when you feel emotionally threatened or at risk. So your body is very well designed to handle physical threats. When you get angry, you get physically stronger. Your body actually changes the blood flow in your body to increase energy that goes to your major muscle groups. It increases the emphasis and energy and oxygen that it puts to the parts of the brain that are for quick reaction times. Maybe you've noticed this. When you get angry, you are faster at noticing something out of the corner of your eyes. If something comes moving quickly towards you, you're much quicker to physically react to that. That's because your body is really good at preparing for those type of things. If you're angry, people will say, I feel stronger. That's because they literally are stronger. Not that their muscles have magically gained more strength, but just that your body gives them more energy and gets them prepared to move. Your pain sensitivity goes down when you're angry. If you've ever noticed when you get angry about something, talk to some uh, someone who has punched a wall when they're angry. Typically, it doesn't hurt their hand until later on when they, their anger has gone down, and then they realize how much that hurt. Um... All of these things are for your body to protect you, to help you in a fight. Basically, let's talk about in terms of fighting a bear. You're going to want to be stronger. You're going to want to react quickly. You're going to want to be angry. Now, anger, a lot of a lot of the ways your body treats anger is very similar to the way it treats fear. It's different in how it comes about though because if you come across a bear there are two options for you well three actually the first option run away yeah get out of there don't fight a bear that's dumb um the second option would actually be hold still don't move freeze (laughs) don't let the bear know you're there um that one is Actually, a very important part of stress, but we won't get into that now. The third is you fight it off. For the bears coming at you, you do what you can to fight and stop that bear. Angers the emotion for that one. But why are you going to fight a bear? The best option is to run away. If If you can get away from a bear, if you can stop it from attacking you, get away. You're not going to get angry at a bear unless it's threatening you, unless it's dangerous to you or, again, someone or something you care about. Now you've got the emotional side of anger. And you get other types of threats. So being the very smart creatures that we are as humans, we can recognize emotional, mental, and social threats. Take, for instance, sadness. Most people don't want to be sad. Why not? Well, that's pretty much how we're designed. It's the default. You don't want to be sad. So what if something happens that makes you sad? Well, that's unfortunate. You don't want it. And you probably want to avoid it. So how do you avoid it? Well, the first option is you can get away from that thing that's making you sad. The second is wait, freeze, hold off. Um, Wait till the thing goes away. And the third option is to get rid of it, to fight it. Sometimes people, when they're sad, get angry. And that's just their body trying to say, this is a threat. Being sad is not something I want. I can't deal with this. I need to defend myself. One thing, watch carefully for those people who have anger issues where their anger is out of control and is harming their lives and they blow up over the smallest things. You're going to find almost always that those people do not handle sad well. They can't accept sad. Sad is bad, they can't accept embarrassed. They can't accept feeling ashamed. They can't accept feeling scared. All of those are bad. You either feel good, you feel happy, or it's bad. Those people are the ones who typically have issues with anger. Now, I'm not saying everyone like that has anger issues. I'm saying almost everyone with anger issues You will find that um as part of their life a lot of times they are taught as a kid to don't be emotional um buck up be strong real men don't cry that type of thing it well if you can't cry if crying or feeling scared or feeling embarrassed is something that is a threat to you that means that you are bad or failing or, or being attacked. Anger comes in to say, I can't feel that way. No way. That's bad. That's dangerous. I'm getting angry. Whatever it is that's causing me to feel bad, sad, mad, embarrassed, whatever that thing is, I'm killing it. I'm getting rid of it. I'm fighting it stopping this right now. So what if someone is constantly on the edge of overwhelmed? Their emotions are too much and they can't handle it. They're on the edge of it. And then one little thing happens that makes it so they just can't handle it now. It's just too many things. Again, anger pops in. Says, I'm going to protect myself from this thing because I was able to handle before and now this is too much emotionally This feels like too much. Maybe you've had a friend, a sibling, a spouse, relative, who blows up over a really small thing. Maybe they can normally handle pretty much anything, but there's this one day where they're just angry about everything. Most of the time, those days, they're actually emotional. You ever hear people say that their anger goes zero to 60, where someone is calm and then they blow up? Physiologically, your body has hormones, it has chemicals, it releases from your brain that cause the physical effects of anger that change and give you anger. The hormones there associated with anger actually take time. They have to disperse into your bloodstream. It takes time for them to cycle. People don't go 0 to 60 in anger. There's a build-up period, but the build-up period might be a different emotion that's building up, and they're getting trying to defend themselves against it. They're trying to protect it. They're trying to hold it back. And when it gets to the point where they can't just hold it back, Anger. (laughs) they need to fight it. They need to stop what is attacking them. Think about other things that make you angry. What about politics? Oh, that one makes people angry. Why do you get angry about politics? Usually it's because someone else is threatening your country. Or they're threatening your wealth or they're threatening your freedoms or your livelihood. They're threatening something so you get angry. If someone hurts Um, a mother's kid, even if it's on accident. You ever hear the term mama bear? Well, it's protection. And what about the times where your kid hurts themselves? Have you ever seen a parent get mad at their kid for the kid getting hurt? Well, in that case, your anger is there saying, I'm trying to protect my kid. And this thing, which happens to be your kid, is the thing that's endangering my kid. So you get angry at the thing that's endangering your kid. You want to control it. You want to stop it. You want to protect. Unfortunately, with anger, there's this other element. You know how I said in your brain it increases the energy and activity of the brain regions that focus on quick reaction times? Well... At the same time, it also reduces the energy and excitement of the self-control and the higher logic in the processing regions. So when you feel angry, your ability to think through things clearly does tend to go down. A simple explanation for this is, you don't need to solve math problems when you're fighting a bear. You need to see the problem in front of you. You need to focus on that. You need to be clearly engaged. And you need to defend or fight. Best defense is a good offense. You need to deal with that problem directly. You don't need, at least in the wild, you wouldn't need... High thinking for that. So this is where we get to the problem that people have with anger. Where they say anger is bad and you need to control your anger. Stop getting angry. That's the wrong message. But it comes for a good reason. Because when you get angry, your ability to think and choose rationally, to consider all the options, that goes down. So what do you do? I'd say the the best alternative, instead of saying stop your anger, instead of saying control your anger, let's say we manage it. You can actually use anger to motivate you, to empower you. Think of think of people who have fought for freedom. They were angry at the injustices done. If they weren't angry about it, what are the chances that they would have actually gotten up and fought to defend themselves, to defend others? Anger is a motivator. It gives you energy. You can be exhausted, and then once you are angry, you have energy. You have motivation. So, when you want to defend something, anger can give you the push to continue to defend that thing. But you have to use it carefully. You have to be careful with your anger. I'm not telling you to intentionally make yourself angry. I'm saying anger comes. It's natural. It's part of how your body works. When anger comes, you want to be careful. Let it motivate you. You can embrace that. You can use it. But you can also slow yourself down. Say... I'm not, since I am angry, I cannot think as clearly, as rationally as I can when I'm not angry. Even though it feels like I'm thinking rationally, there's a good chance I might not be. So give yourself extra time to double check the actions you want to do. Find someone else. When you're angry, find someone else and talk to them, ask them this is the action I want to do. How reasonable is that? Now, this is very hard to do because when you're really angry, your body, your mind says fight, protect, battle. No time for second guessing. No time for slowing yourself down. This is kill or be killed. So when you're angry, you want to move immediately and fast. So another way you can slow yourself down with your anger is to find healthy ways to express it, healthy ways to let it out. Some people like to do things like use a punching bag, scream into a pillow, things like that. There are ways that you can release that um, physical aspect of anger. You can give your body that, I am doing something, I'm attacking something, I'm screaming, I'm doing something to protect. But it's redirecting it into a harmless way that can be very helpful. Um, I would be cautious about making that your only outlet because if that becomes your only outlet, then you need it more and more as you go along and you rely on that physical outlet. So it can make your anger control go down in the long run if that's your only outlet, but it can be useful. Another thing is saying it actually saying, I am angry. Anger is another one of those emotions that we don't allow. It's bad. So admitting you're angry is a bad thing. So we tend to not do it. But if you actually go to whoever it is you're angry, or you talk to someone about whatever you're angry about, and say, I am angry about this you'd be surprised how much that can benefit and help your anger. Start noticing the signs of your anger. There's physical signs. Remember, anger is a physical experience, not just a mental one. Physical signs of it can be muscle tension. It can be wanting to clench your fist. It can be shaking. It can be wanting to pace around it can be your breathing rate changes. It can be your face gets hot or red. Start noticing your own. Start putting a number to it is a really good way to go. Pick a number one to ten. One, pretty much no anger. It's essentially you're pretty much fine. Ten, that's the maddest you get. Where are you at? Those. It can be really hard. To know where you're at when you're angry, because your thinking does go down and you're focused on the thing you're angry about. You're not focused about yourself. So, a good way to do this is pay attention to those physical signs and pay attention to them connected to that number. When you're at a level five angry, the middle gr- angry, what do you do? What changes? Do you start pacing? Does your face turn red? Do you? Does your voice get louder? Do you breathe different? What about level seven when you're even higher, Anger? What things add on? Does your voice get even louder? Do you start shouting? Do you start slamming doors, hitting walls, things like that? When you get to level 10, what happens then? Do you start hitting other people? Do you break things? What happens? put a number to each of these things. Each of these things that happens when you get angry. Say, I do that thing at level 5. Um, when I get to level 7, I do that thing. That way, when you're angry and you're paying attention to physical things, when you're focused, you can start saying, man, I just was clenching my fist. I didn't realize it. I didn't realize how angry I was. But I only clench my fist when I'm at a level 6. So I must be at a level 6 of anger right now. Usually with your anger, um, there's a certain point where your ability to think clearly is not good enough for you to still engage with people. Um, That's the type of anger I think people are scared of the most. That level 10, that level 9 anger or 8 or whatever it is for you where it gets to that point. So you need to start getting your warning signs and find out what the number is. One or two numbers below that. Oh, I'm up to a level 7 angry now. I know that because I've started shouting. Now, if I keep engaging right now, I'm going to go up to a level 8. And once I get to a level 8, things just get bad. I'm not going to actually be able to protect myself. I'm not actually be able to achieve my goal of... Well, it. Achieving whatever your anger is wanting you to achieve. So at that point, that's when you want to start to disengage, pull yourself back, give yourself time. The hormones that really to your bloodstream, they can take 30 minutes. If you had a whole bunch of them, maybe up to an hour before they just process in your system, before they filter out of your bloodstream. So even after the thing you got angry about is over you're still going to feel angry for another 20, 30 minutes, maybe an hour. So if you step back, give yourself that amount of time just for the physical sensation of anger to slow down. You don't have to let go of your goals. You don't have to let go of the things you're fighting for. Those things might very well be important. Take a moment to calm down, let the bloodstream clear, and then you can re engage. You can start again. You can go back and address the thing that your anger started for. Typically, you don't get angry unless there's something you're trying to defend. It also gives you time to self assess. Is the thing that you are acting your anger out towards the thing that you're actually, that's actually a threat? Or is it a different thing that's threatening you? If you are mad at someone for saying something, are you mad at them for what they said or are you mad because it made you feel guilty or it made you feel embarrassed or it made you feel frustrated as in they were blocking the goals that you wanted to achieve. Every time you get angry, this is pretty much without exception. Every time you get angry, there's another emotion behind it. Start paying attention to what that emotion is because the solution is going to be different depending on the emotion. So pay really close attention to that. Try to put a word to it. And then you can still use your anger, but in the right direction. I want to talk more about other emotions eventually, but just know that each emotion can lead to anger, specifically the emotions that are in the negative emotion category. I don't like the term negative, I'll explain that some other time. The emotions that are uncomfortable that you typically don't want, those are, well, oftentimes the ones that are going to be underneath your anger. So pay attention. Overall, my point of this is to say we have been misunderstanding anger. We've not been teaching people how to manage it appropriately. You don't tell people, don't be angry. Because telling them don't be angry is telling them when your body when your mind tries to protect and engage that protection system, you better shut it off. There are times where it's appropriate to pull back your anger, slow it down, shut it off in a way. But those who have anger management issues don't have that skill. They don't know how to shut it off. Telling them, shut off your anger isn't going to work. In fact, sometimes that makes people have even worse anger issues. Because like I said, anger comes when you are threatened, when there's something that you care about is threatened. So they get angry because an emotion that they experienced. But now they're feeling angry. And that's a threat because they're not allowed to feel angry. Angry is bad. So they get more angry because they're angry at themselves now. How often, when you get angry, or someone you know, how often is a large part of their anger at themselves? Because you can get angry at yourself because you can perceive your own self as the threat to your goals and the things you care about. So if you're trying to help someone to learn how to manage their anger, help them first recognize what level their anger is at. Help them recognize their signs and symptoms of anger. Help them know what, recognize their triggers, specifically the emotional triggers. Help them recognize which emotions are behind anger. Anger exists. It's a part of your body. It's a part of how you respond and how you act. Now that you are angry, what are the signs of it? How do you feel it? Physically, where is your anger? Now that you know that, what do you want to achieve with your anger? How can you use your anger to motivate you and to help make things better? If there's no situation where you can use your anger to improve things, what's a way you can express or let out your anger where it doesn't harm things? Do you need to punch a pillow? Do you need to just tell someone you're angry? Do you need to call a friend and vent a little bit? Whatever it is, find outlets that are safe. As you get more used to this, as the person who has trouble with anger gets more used to managing and directing their anger, so instead of controlling it, directing it and choosing and recognizing those skills are going to start building. They're going to get more capable of recognizing and understanding and managing that. It's just like practices, just like training. Anger management is an actual skill, not a willpower thing. This isn't a, yes, I can do it and I can just control it. Anger management is a learned skill. So help them learn the skill. A really big important thing will be help them to recognize and accept their other emotions. A lot of people don't feel ready to be okay with feeling things like embarrassed or sad. They just can't deal with it. It's too much. They want to get away from it. So for yourself... I wouldn't recommend trying to teach this directly to someone who is a friend or family unless you're unless you're trained. I'd recommend <laughs> encouraging them to seek counseling to find a place where they can learn how to express and feel and be okay with their emotions. Not to get rid of sadness, but to be okay with it. As you become more used to your other emotions, you learn better how to accept and feel them and live with them. Your anger is going to be much more controlled. And there will become a point where your skill develops, where you can use your anger to help you do good things, to protect others. Continue to recognize that anger is a part of who we are. It's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It is a human thing. It can be directed for bad and it can be directed for good. The importance is recognizing it is part of you. And you isn't something to control and to crush. It's something to direct and manage and improve. Do the same with your anger. Thanks for listening. And have a happy day. Have a sad day. Have an angry day. Have all the emotions.